welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. I love the fact when it talked about things girls say. And I thought, you know what, there's one thing on that repertoire that it didn't say. So Steve, just add this to next year. But one thing I often hear either myself say or other women is there's just not enough time. And this conference, funny about that, it's your time. I felt even during this conference, I feel like I'm constantly saying, okay, what, it's time to go already? And then we're out in the cafe, it's like, it's time to come back in already? Or and then it's, it's time to go out again? And I'm feeling like time seems to be elusive to most of us. Time is one of those things you feel like, oh, I mean, how many of you have ever said, I wish there was an eighth day? Or is it just me? Or, you know, even if I had 25 hours in a day instead of 24, I could do so much more with that. But the problem is not having more time. It's what we do with the time we've already been allocated. Because we know what? We've got seven days. If I had eight days, if you had eight days, I guarantee all of us would still be saying, gee, I wish there were nine days. Where's that ninth day gone? We need nine days. If we had 25 hours, we'd be saying, oh, I filled up that 25th hour. I need 26 hours in a day. So the trick is that it's not so much getting more time. It's actually being more uh, intentional with the time that we already have been allocated. Can I get a yes? That sounds like a good idea. Awesome. So I just thought the best way we could wrap this conference up was I was just going to give you 10, 15 minutes just to talk on some time management keys. Because like I said, everything we've shared about about time, it's a time for peace. It's a time to walk in your destiny. It's a time for you to be set free from the things. It requires us actually setting aside some time to deal with some of these things. It is going to require us to set a time, uh, set aside some time to put some things into practice, to look at some things and go, actually, this needs to change, that needs to change, need to do this. But if we're already saying, I don't have time now, and Kath, you don't understand, you're just asking me to do more, and I can't do it now, how am I going to do it? So my thought, you know what, the best way to close is let's just talk practically on time management how we can just make some, uh, not make more time, but just look at our schedules, look at our lives and go, actually, you know what? If I was smarter with my time, I'd actually be in a better position. So that's what I want to be able to do just quickly with us this afternoon. All right, so some keys on time management. For me, the first key, when we're talking about how do I just uh, work more time into my schedules, we need to evaluate There's a story in the Bible in Luke chapter 14, verses 28 to 30, and it's about um, a man who built a tower. And it says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? For if he lays the foundation and is not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule him, saying, this fellow began to build, but he was not able to finish And I don't know about you, but have you ever driven through suburbs and you've seen foundations or you've seen half-built houses and they've been like that for years? And you look and you go, oh, somebody obviously didn't do their maths right. Somebody didn't do something to make sure that they had the time or they had the capacity, they had the finance, they had whatever was needed. They didn't sit down and evaluate that decision. Right now, personally, Tony and I are building a new home. 
But what we've had to do to be able to come to those conclusions is to sit down and evaluate our lifestyle, evaluate, actually, can we afford to do this? Actually, it doesn't matter whether I want a one-bedroom home, a two-bedroom home, a three-bedroom home, or a mansion, I'm dictated to by what I can afford to do, what I have in my capacity to be able to do. And the way we've been able to make those decisions is we've evaluated our life. Leading up to this conference, two weeks ago, I was sitting in Bali by the pool enjoying the sunshine, having a nice family holiday, it had been planned for ages. I came back, I've been back two weeks and last week I found myself like a frazzled hen, pulling it like, just going, I can't believe two weeks ago I had a really relaxing time. I should have come back to, um, into life just Relax, fresh. Can I have this? Yes, you can have that. Can we do this? Yes, you can do that. Can we do? Of course you can, because you know, I'm I'm not frazzled. But I can. I got to this week, and the kids go, no, 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 don't you know I've got conference? What is it about you? You don't understand. And you just find yourself, <laughs> and you just think, oh my goodness me, I've just had two weeks holiday. It's, it's taken less than fourteen days, and that has gone. And I had to sit down and I had to do some evaluation. And I just thought, you know what? I had been errant and unwise with my time. And this thought dropped into my heart. I felt God say, it's your time. I thought, yes, it's my time. I found in leading up to the conference, I was getting frazzled. Why? Because of my actions. I was letting people rob me of my time. I was being dictated to by everybody else's agenda, everybody else's diary. I had to go and take control of my diary because it was my time. You want to make some time in your diary? You want to make some time in your life? The first key is you've got to evaluate. You've got to sit down and look at and say, what is going on here? What in my activity, what am I doing that is doing this? I couldn't blame the kids. Don't you know I've got conference? It's like, yeah, we know all too well you've got conference. (laughs) It's like I had to take responsibility. I had to evaluate. You know what? I, my actions were leading me to this place. All right? So evaluating your actions. Why am I rushing? Why am I flustered? Why am I tense, snappy? No, it's not because I've got my period. It's because I've not done what I need to do. All right? So when you know the reasons, it's easier to counteract and make the adjustments. And I often use the analogy about when you go to the doctor. The doctor cannot treat you without first sitting down and talking. He makes an evaluation. He asks for your symptoms. Talk to me. Tell me what's going on. Based on what you tell him, it gives you the diagnosis of what's going on. And we need to do that about our life. What is going on in my life that I'm feeling frazzled? I don't have this time. Make the evaluation. So you've got to evaluate your activity and your actions. Because here's what also I've discovered. So we're talking about our actions and our activity And I love the fact that Renee's been talking about her growing tomatoes and uh, growing herbs and what else do you grow? Because I'm not really a grower. (laughs) If it's not in Woolies, it doesn't exist. (laughs) All right. But you know what? You often get the analogy where they talk about seasons and, you know, there's a time for pruning. And what I've discovered about life is things multiply. And then they just get bigger and bigger. So when I say yes to my children playing cricket, often you get the note that says cricket is on Saturday mornings, 10 till 12. Oh, cool. We can do that. Put that in our diary. And then you find, you know, weeks in doing stuff. And I'm thinking, 
I've got to sit down and evaluate my actions because you know what? Cricket turned into not only Saturday 9 till 12, but it turned into, oh, there's practice. Oh, your mum forgot practice is Wednesday 5 till 7. Oh, and then, oh, you know what? The coach figures we're really bad, so we need practice Monday and Wednesday. And then, oh, and because now I'm in the cricket team, mum, every parent has to have a time where they've got to be on the roster to score. So, okay. And then, so it's not now just Saturday once a week, two hours. It's cricket uh, Saturday. It's practice. It's scoring. Oh, and because you're on the team now, you've got to become a member of the AGM and everyone has to go to the AGM meeting. And things have a way of manifesting and just evolve, just like our tomato plants that grow up and big and bushy and develop fruit. We get fruit in our life, but sometimes it's not the right fruit. And so we just need to take the time, evaluate and say, you know what? I did say yes to cricket, but what I was saying yes to was two hours on a Saturday. And it may have started that way, but then he was so good. He got in the Sapsaza team and then that meant this. And so just about taking time to evaluate, evaluate your activity, evaluate your actions. All right. The second key, remember, these are just some quick practical tips on how we can make time in our lives is that we need to ask for help. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Part of this conference has been about us getting before God and saying, God, I need help. The first place we ask is God. Say, God, why? The first place I went to when I found I was in that ah, conference stress mode, you know, I was the shrieking shrew at home. Nobody could do anything right. I was even unhappy with myself. You got to ask, God. And God just went, it's your time. You've been letting everyone, your time. Ask God. Don't be too proud to say, actually, I need help in this area. Ask God first, but what about asking others? Just say, okay, you know what? You've got experience in this area. You're good at this. This is part of why we get the testimonies up here. Hearing girls' testimonies to be able to say, this is what they did. It's about you hearing from them the freedom, but it's also giving you insight. We can say, actually, you know, there's somebody. I hope you know that morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea is strategic. Yes, it's to feed you, but it's so that you'll connect. And in overconnection, someone's chatting to you and you, you just through conversation say, you know what, I'm really struggling with my four-year-old about this. And then they go, oh, you know what? I read this book or I did this or I did, this is what worked for me. That's what it's about. It's about asking for help. We try, we want you to proactively go and ask for help. You just go straight up to someone and say, actually, in this area, I need help. But we're also trying to provide opportunity and avenue where actually help smacks you in the face without you even having to do it so so hard or so easy, all right? So ask for help. God can give you divine strategies. He can give you the courage that you need to make the change and he can give you the grace that you need to keep persevering in there. Ask others, those who are doing better than you. Let me ask you a question. If you wanted to just get better financial advice, do you go to someone who's trained in that area Or do you go to someone who you know has suffered financially in that area, made some poor choices, is not doing really well, is actually worse off than you? It's a trick question. (laughs) You go to someone who's doing well. So look around and say, actually, you know what? I'm not talking perfection because none of us are perfect. We're just saying, you know what? In that area, I I look over your shoulder and I think, I like what I see behind you. You're someone who can help me and then develop friendship there. So ask others. Third key, we're talking about how do we make more time in our schedules and in our lives, is learn to say no. All right, ready? Everybody this. No. Come on, practice. 
No. Say it like you mean it. No. 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 Now, come on. No. You know what? Sometimes as girls, we're not good at saying no, which is ridiculous, really, because sometimes we say no at the wrong times. Kids, can I do no? Can I go to my friends? No. Why not? Because it's not convenient for me. <laughs> like, we're good at saying no at the wrong times. We've got to learn to say no, but saying no to the right things and at the right times. James 5.12 says, let your yes be yes and your no be no, or you will be condemned. They're harsh words. Just, you know what? Yes is yes, no is no. There's, I've discovered, and you might find this hard to believe, but there's actually lots of things I can do. Growing fruit, trees, veggies, herbs. No. Actually cooking, ironing, cleaning. No, no. There are lots of things I can do, but just because I can doesn't mean I should. And that's a mantra I believe us as women need to live by. There's lots. You know what? I could go to university. I could uh, go and enrol myself in a course to do some further interests of my hobbies that I have. I could take up motorbike riding. I could take up, um, I don't know, something else dramatic, skydiving. There's lots of things I could do. But just because I can doesn't mean I should. I've got to weigh everything up with what I already do. So you've got to ask yourself this question. When we're talking about, okay, I want to make some time in my life, what do I do? Ask yourself this question. What is it that only I can do? You see, only I can husband, husband. Only I can wife my husband. I know it's tempting sometimes. You may want to outsource that. (laughs) Delegate it. Just, you know what? Number two, it's your turn to know. Just take it away. Small temptation sometimes. But you know what? We laugh, but there are some things that only I can do. Only I can parent my kids. Now, others can babysit. Others can help me when we travel. We can, they can look after them. But as in terms of parenting, only I can do that. My position and role here at Victory is being uh, Tony's wife and leader of this church. There are things that only I can do. There are some things I cannot delegate. But there are others that, you know what, for that, that doesn't need to be me. That can actually be someone else. So just because I can, you know what? Contrary to popular belief, I can sing. But just because I can doesn't mean I'll be doing the closing item today. All right? So <laughs> relax. There are lots of things I can. There's probably lots of things I would like to do. But when you marry them up in terms of we can look at it and say, oh, it's not fair, I can't do that. But it's like... What is your future and your destiny? Like Renee was saying about what are those things you love doing and enjoy doing? They all marry up. And you know what? You're just going to say, it's not about being fair or unfair. It's about being created and what I've created to be and what burns within me and the way I'm made and the way I think and the way I'm wired. And I'll probably run with those things like you will run with those things. So not about comparing, it's all right, she does that and she does that. It's like, no, what's in you? And yes, there's lots you can do, but what can only you do? You're leading that connect group. You're in, at university right now. For those of you who are doing year 12 exams that start Monday, only you can write those exams. Only you can do it. So it means if you've got to have time to have been able to do the study, you needed to put some things in place so you can be there. Because again, wouldn't that be nice to say, oh, look, I'm just going to get my PA to sit that exam for me. That would be cool. All right. Only you can do it. What is it only you can do? Rick Warren says, for many people, 
the barrier to spiritual growth is not lack of commitment, but overcommitment to the wrong things. We need to have a look at our life and go, you know what? I'm just doing too much to do the things that God is calling me to do. I need to go back to that evaluation, have a look at my life, see where I'm going wrong, see what's not needed, say no to the right things. Fourth key, we need to stop procrastinating. I reckon that's one of the gifts of mine. <laughs> it's a, I've got the gift of procrastination. Actually, I've got a gold medal. I think I even have a world record title on it. Procrastination. We've got to stop procrastinating. It's the biggest time waster. In putting something off, what we do is we fill it with less important things to avoid doing what we know we need to do. So we say, I don't don't have time. But the problem is we know in the back of our head, there's something I need to do. I really need to clean that bathroom. But because I really don't want to, I waste so much time filling it with doing less important things that really don't need, aren't needed right now because I, don't, I just don't want to get to that. Whereas if we realise if we got to that thing that we've been procrastinating, we did it, we'd have so much time because we wouldn't be filling, doing all these things. So we've got to stop procrastinating. So how do you stop procrastinating? Do the hard task first. That's why we've got to look at that dessert is a reward. We don't eat dessert first and then our veggies. Or maybe you do. I was brought up that you had to eat your veggies first. You eat your veggies first. And because when you've eaten your veggies, dessert is a reward. So if you want to stop procrastinating, do the hard things first. You eat your veggies first because you know what? Dessert's sweet. Dessert is nice. You can wash it down with that. All right? So do the hard things first. And a second key we talk about how to stop procrastinating is reduce distractions. Just Put things off. You know what? If you're procrastinating, just hide the TV remote. Because if you're going to, because if you're procrastinating, you know there's something you want to do. You'll sit down and watch. You might hate Doctor Phil, but you'll watch Doctor Phil rather than do the thing you want to do. So, just avoid distractions. Do reduce distractions in life. Henry David Thoreau says this: You cannot kill time without injuring eternity. And this is it's your time conference. And the the concept about it's your time. It's your time to shine. It's your time to step into that which God has called you. But if you are killing time, you're injuring the eternity. You're injuring the destiny. You're injuring what it is God has called you to do, what is engrafted in you, what is throbbing through his veins for you to be able to fulfill. Don't kill time. How about this? Number five, turn off the TV. I jumped ahead of myself. The average adult would gain 20 to 30 hours a week if they turned off the TV. It's a scary thought. I don't think I watch that much TV, but we did a TV log. I was mortified. I was like, I, I would never have thought I watched that much TV. And when we did that, it was, it was eye-opening. It's like when you do a food diary. If you're ever trying to do something about, I want to get control of the nutrients that I put in my body. I want to get control of the healthy foods I eat. Do a food diary for a week. You may think you eat healthy, but when you write it down, there's no hiding what's actually going in. So turn off the TV. The average adult gains 20 or 30 hours a week. Even Billy Graham, when asked if if he started over again, if he would do anything differently, he said, I'd watch less TV. Billy Graham. And you've got to think, Billy Graham's TV and my TV, it's unbelievable. So, And when we're talking about turning off TV, what about Facebook? Online games, all of these things are creeping into our lifestyle. I mean, you go into the ha- have you ever been into the public toilet and somebody's phone's rang? 
you instantly go, I've got to stop because I don't want them to know I'm on the toilet. <laughs> it's like, I, when, really, you should go, what are you doing with a toilet and a phone? I mean, no. <laughs> what are you doing with a phone and a toilet? Like, ugh. <laughs> anyway. But Facebook, it ingrained our, you know what, we have a rule in our house. When you come in, all phones, iPods, all media devices on the kitchen bench. That's just where they go. And then at dinner time, we sit at the dinner table. There is no phone or Facebook or iPod at the dinner table. We sit as a family and eat dinner. Talk about you want more time, put some things in practice. Turn these things off. Those uh, devices do not go into their bedrooms. No, they stay here. Why? Because you know what? This is encroaching in you. I mean, do you ever wonder what happened when nobody could catch you on a mobile phone? It's like, that was, and that was only probably 10 years ago. It wasn't that long ago. I joke with my kids because they say, we don't have a mobile phone. I say, your mother was 35 before she got one. Like, you got 20 years ago. Don't worry about it. But we just, it's, it's a part of society and I get that we need it. But we're letting these little things dictate to us. They're robbing out. It's your time. They're stealing your time. That's how you've got to look at it. Am I against Facebook? No. Crosshatch Sigway Conf. That's what you've got to do for Instagram. I'm not against it. I'm just saying in its place. You're talking about, I don't have time. I'm feeling harassed. Well, you know what? Get control of Facebook or the online games. Do something more worthwhile in that time. You know, again, like I said, if you did a, if you did a log of what you spent on Facebook and all these applications, you'd be surprised how much time you have. So do something more worthwhile. Read a book. Play a game. Just do something different and you'll be amazed. You know, kids say, you've got no time for me, mum. If you made some of those changes, you'd be playing games with them. You could be doing reading, their homework. There's amazing. Time is there, girls. We just need to be smart about getting it back into our daily lives. Alrighty. Even go on a fast from technology. Don't let technology control you. How about have a fast from it? And then see, you'll realise, I can survive without a mobile phone. I can survive. You know what? There's ways for people to get in contact with me if they need. All right. Sixthly, talking about how to make time, clump duties. Told you this would be practical. Clump duties. Do I need to say that? Duties. Not Judy. Don't clump Judy. (laughs) Clump duties. All right. You know what? To create time, we need to work smarter, not harder. You know what? I've discovered the hardest thing is if you are switching from one thing to another, from one, you know, have you ever done that? I'm on my way to do this and oh yeah, that's right. Then I've got to do this and then I'm over here and then I've got to do this. And you waste all this time fritting and froing from thing to thing. What we try and teach staff is, you know what? Clump duties. If it's email day, then you sit down for half an hour and just do all your emails. Rather than, oh, an email came in, I'll answer this one, then I'll go do that. Oh, another email's come in, especially if you've got on like a 15-minute update when it updates every 15 minutes. It's like, you know what? Clump your duties, put them together and say, this day, this time, whatever it is, clump your duties, do all the same tasks at a certain time. Your head's in the space. So it's housework. Sometimes for me, I know with lifestyle, sometimes it's easier to do little bits and pieces, but sometimes it's just like, you know what? I've got from nine to 11, I'm just going through the house. Cyclone Tracy, here I come. Done. All right, clump your duties, do all your chores at once, homework, all at once. No, I'll do a bit here, then I'll go watch this TV. Then I'll, No, just do it all at once. Clump your duty. Remember, we're talking about creating time. Plan free time. You know what? We have to teach ourselves to actually take time. 
Some of us are saying, I'm so busy, I don't have anything, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know what, you've got to actually factor time in, schedule it in. I say to people all the time, my workouts are a diary appointment. They're in my diary. Tuesday morning, 9 till 10. Thursday morning, 9 till 10. You're looking at me. They are. So when you ring me next time on Tuesday at 9 and I say, no, look, I'm just at an appointment, you know what I'm doing. We usually do because I'm going, yes. (laughs) No, I don't answer my phone then. But you know what I'm saying? Schedule it. It is an appointment. It's a necessity for you to be helpful to other person. The best gift you can give to anyone else is a healthy you. So workouts, looking after yourself, they're important. Whatever that looks like for you, a walk around the block, 20 minutes here, whatever it is, I'm not dictating that. I'm just saying schedule it in. It's important. You need it. You work it in to your schedule. Don't schedule every second of your day. You'll go insane. Like running from here to here to here. I'm just saying schedule space in. Okay, I've got little bits of pockets because you just, sometimes life happens. And I spent 13, 11 years as a dental nurse um, before we had children. And so I, learned, I, I had to work with an appointment book. I had to learn to decipher over the phone because people ring up saying they've got this, I've got this emergency, my life's falling apart, this massive toothache, blah, blah, blah. And you get stung a couple of times because you'll move people around and you'll get them in. They come in, you go, dude, like, that's nothing. I just, you just made me work with this. So we learned to... Um, Pick up what's a, what's a real emergency, asking smart questions, finding out actually, you know what, this you can live with until tomorrow, it's not my problem, you should have been, you should have seen her six months ago. <laughs> Don't tick off the dental nurse, she'll make you pay. <laughs> but you know, in our diary, we always had scheduled emergency appointments, because there'll always be something that comes up. And if you're living life like bang, 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 when life happens to you, that's why we go spiraling all out of control because we don't have any margin in that schedule some margin in just little bits of pocket so that when this happens actually I can so I say to you my workouts are Tuesday 9am Thursday 9am I've got other times in my week that if I need that time for something specific I can move it scheduling times in actually you know what normally I do that but I can move that here so schedule free time in and then you can adjust space and then just finally this is a key just automate what you can Bill payments. BPay, you can do automatic bank deductions. You can put your bills online. It might take you half a day to sit down, do all the requirements, to fill out all the paperwork, to make the phone calls to possibly, if you're older, to teach yourself the techniques and to teach yourself the computer and what you've got to do. But automate what you can because when that's automated, you're creating time. I mean, household chores. I can't remember now. if you We used to have a sprinkler system that was all timed and it would come on. You didn't even have to worry about your garden. Then the drought hit, so we don't worry about our garden anyway. So, <laughs> so I don't know whether we sprinklers, but they have the drip system now. But there's things you can do that you can... I've got a washing machine. My um, washing machine that we got when we married died about five years ago. And I don't care about brand. I don't care about certain things. Two things I cared about. Had to be a front loader to fit in my laundry. But I had to have a timing mechanism on it because what I do is before I go to bed I put a load in I put the powder in I set it and I know that in the middle of the night or however long it takes it turns itself on and when I get up out of bed in the morning I can get up to a fresh load of washing that I can then hang because I just found I was getting behind in washing and just like oh you'd get it anyone ever left washing in too long in the washing machine Anyone then ever tried to hide that? I'd be right, I'll hang it out. 
And then husband comes home, he puts on a shirt and he's walking around going, what smells? I'm going, I don't know. Don't look at me. <laughs> like, you know what? I just got stung too many times. I'd be like, it's that awful damp. Like, it's been sealed. Washing could sit there for three days. I just didn't get time. So I was like, you know what? The best time, again, planning time in your day, automating things. My washing machine kicks in. It's finished by seven o'clock. I have no, I've got time in my day at seven o'clock. I can get out, hang it on the line, done. So automate things. Easy, simple things. Household chores, shopping. online. You can even shop online now. Just whatever. I'm, I know I'm a bit demented. I actually still like grocery shopping. I do. I told you I can't buy anything. I've made, okay, but I can't grow anything. Maybe I feel like I'm growing it by just coming in and picking it up the shelf or something. I actually do like grocery shopping, but some women just say to me, they cannot stand it. Well, automate, just go online, get everyone else to do it for you. They'll deliver it to your door. And you know what? If it costs you $5, what you've got to understand is, you know what, that five bucks to get that delivered, my time is worth that. You know, so you, they're, they're the decisions you have to make. So automate what you can. Again, like I've said all along, it's not actually about creating time. It's about finding the time that's been there all along. It doesn't happen by chance. The time is there. It's your time. God's got his hand on you. He's got plans and desires, things he wants to see released in you. But some of us are just so busy. We're just like, you know what, God, I'd love to. I just can't. And God's going, yeah, you know what, honey, you can. You just need to make some adjustment. It won't just happen. It just requires a determined effort. If you make the adjustment, I guarantee you will be rewarded. And here's my little leaving with you key. It's not for you to do this to make time to fill it with useless useless stuff again. It's about making the expense. It's about making it giving God room so he can come and then you can do the very things he's called, designed, placed and trusted in you to do. In Esther, which was our scripture that we had for this conference, it says in the message, and who knows, but you have come to a royal position for such a time as this. You know what? I never saw Esther. Thanks, guys. I never saw Esther. Can you imagine? And if you know the story of Esther, she's in the palace, her people have been, there's been a death decree over her people. They're all going to be annihilated. Her uncle comes to her and says, um, you know what, Esther, you need to petition the king to stop this. And she's like, oh, I can't because if I go into the king without being asked, um, I could be killed. And her uncle says to her, you know what, you our people, so it won't stop at you. But his comment is um, that you won't escape. And if you don't do this, who knows that you're not actually in this position for such a time. Can you imagine if Esther just went, you know what, uncle, I'd love to, but I'm just flat out. Have you seen my diary? Do you know what I've got to do? And I feel sometimes that's what we do to God. He's got opportunities for us all the time. But we're just too flat out. We're too busy. We're just too got our heads in like, oh, land that we just, we can't see it. And he's just trying, he's going, oi, oi, if you would just make the space, you'll be amazed at what I could do through you. And everything about this conference has been about, it's not about you, it's about others. Julianne's testimony, you know what, she's reaped the benefits of what she's done, but the testimony has been what's happened at Fernwood. The women there talking about it. Like the church and what they've done. This Julianne and what she's done and we gave and she's done, but the church. 
and then the video that we did and went to film, it's not about you. It's about what God wants to do through you. And we've just got to be girls like Esther. Who knows, but for this time, you're here. And I, don't, I just don't want to be there and say, sorry, God, could it, I, just, I just couldn't do it. And so I just wanted, I thought it'd be a great way to finish just with some practical tips of everything we've heard. Just go, okay, I want to do that. What Renee said about peace, what she said about future and character and your words, what Rachel and, and Sally Anna said, all these things have been said. But God, I want to make some time. I want to take, do some little keys, do some little adjustments so that I'm ready for when you say, for who knows that I've come to this position for such a time as this. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen and God bless.